2 has entered the podcast. Welcome, welcome back, people, to Player 2 has entered the podcast. That podcast about video games, nerd shit, two friends, catching up for the week. I am your co-host, Michael, a.k.a. MC Paperstacks. And with me, as always, is my co-host with the co-most. Derek, a.k.a. Full Metal Merc. And we're back for another week, an exciting week in gaming. It was an exciting week in gaming. We had a thing. Yeah. We had a, we had a thing. A bit pity. Eh, I would a couple, say big thing, but I mean it was a thing. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks since we had a thing. We, we we had a thing. Yeah, it was a gaming thing. We noticed it. Yeah, it's trying. Jerry, 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 Jerry. It was <laughs> it was a gaming thing. Oh, we had a thing. Oh. <laughs> Why don't you talk oh. about the thing? <laughs> what? I already talked about the thing. I don't well, want to talk about, about the, the thing. The thing about the thing is you don't have to talk about it because everybody knows it's a thing. Right. <laughs> <sighs> uh, the podcast for boomers who remember oh, Seinfeld. Yeah. Anyways, how's your week been going, man? Uh, it's pretty good, man. I have been maxing and relaxing chilling and actually you know what there's something new vicky started her job and uh she has to drive all the way to danville oh <laughs> every day for like 90 days if she needs like a rest stop or something tell her she can stop by any time because we're oh, literally man. on the way that's insane yeah so she and she it's like an hour and 20 minutes for her to get back oh. from work every day well she goes three days a week and yeah. then it's digital virtual like two days out of the week mm-hmm. i'm like god damn man yeah hopefully it maybe sucks. she can lobby to switch that to full virtual that sounds terrible yeah so now we're trying to figure out the car situation because i've been like driving her sister work and using her car and she's been taking our car all the way to work and i'm like okay we guess we gotta get another car because yeah i keep on borrowing yeah we're down to one yeah, car and i like to keep it that way like, we've had two cars for the longest, and we saved so much money in gas. Yeah. Just not having to go anywhere anymore, both of us working from home. Mm-hmm. So I want to keep that going as long as possible. I feel your pain. I remember yeah. both of us were on the road commuting for hours out of the day, and now we're so used to the time we have now. I'm like, how do we even have time to drive? It's like, because you have right. to, you know? Right. You figure it out. Well, I hope that works out soon. How's she liking her new job? Uh, <laughs> moving on so <laughs> well it's 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 in her it's in her field yeah she's it's it's more like gathering experience rather yeah, than exactly like, okay well at least there's that there's a lot of people our age and younger a lot of millennials that went to school learned a thing and they do not get to work using those skills and do that thing yeah right. doing the thing so at least she's doing the thing yeah hooray Congratulations, Vicky. Yes, love you, baby. All right. Well, we're watching a lot of Netflix this week and last yes, week. Yes, we are. And mm-hmm. we talked about Hawkeye briefly last week. Before we get to Hawkeye, I want to complain. Mm-hmm. I thought, because you had mentioned another Kevin Hart show, I thought the show that you had mentioned was True Story. Wait, what Kevin Hart show did I? Parenthood. No, that's not the Kevin Hart show. I thought it was. Oh, no. I think because we watched a movie about Kevin Hart being a parent, and I was yeah. like, oh, it must be the Kevin Hart. So then Parenthood left my brain. Kevin Hart mm. stayed. And then when I went to Netflix, I was like, true story. That's what he's watching. Gotcha. And so I go to watch True Story, and it's like this crime thriller, but Kevin Hart is playing himself. I mean, right. he's changed his name to The Kid, which is weird. Even his <laughs> brother calls him Kid. I'm like, you ain't got a real name? And... Mm. This is what's weird. I feel like if you're going to be a person who is in a movie or a show and you're acting as a character who has the same job as you, like, say, Adam Sandler and Funny People, 
I think you need to have everything else around that be super fake because it's hard to separate that person from their real world counterpart. Right. And true story, like the first thing he does is go on Ellen. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah. And like a lot of it just draws a lot of parallels to his real life. He's divorced. He's got, you know, they got a kid together. He talks about CNN and other like real world stuff. But essentially his brother played by Wesley Snipes is kind of shady. He gets him into some shit and then drama ensues. Right. And uh, it's, it's very violent and very dark, but it's got a lot of riffing. Which is weird. So there's like this tonal shift back and forth between Kevin Hart trying to be funny and then then ad-libbing some scenes and Mm -hmm. then some real shit happening. And then the actual plot itself, I guessed from the first episode, I think it's only like four or five. It's like a limited series, four or five episodes long. Uh, It's not great. Watch it if you just want to see something that's not that interesting. But moving on, Hawkeye. <laughs> Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah. So I had no, I wasn't following this. I had no plans to really get into it. When it was out, there was already two or three yeah, episodes, two episodes available. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was already two episodes available. That's what it was. When I finally was like, oh, we should probably get around to watching that. And the first two episodes, in my opinion, didn't really grab me, but they didn't completely turn me away either. Same. They definitely, in my opinion, were the worst first two episodes out of the bunch of Marvel shows. Mm-hmm. And and again, not necessarily bad, but there were some bad parts. The introduction of Kate Bishop was kind of fast-tracked and awkward, but I get why they had to do that. Mm. And she actually is really coming into her own in the character, but in the you know, like her first action scene was poorly choreographed, and and yeah. I felt like she didn't show up to rehearsal like she should have. And the other actors, like they, it's just stunt wise, they were all kind of awkward, and it was just it called so much attention to it. I stopped paying attention to the story. Right. But I have to say that from episode three on, and I think we've, we've both seen episode four by now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not only has the show really come into its own and it's had some really great action scenes, decent car chase and a lot of cool stuff. Hawkeye and Kate Bishop have like great chemistry. Oh, yeah. They really do. And I really like how they play off of each other and the kind of mentorship that naturally forms between the two of them. And the stakes of this one and kind of the plot are not like world ending or anything major. They're Hawkeye mm-hmm. level, you know, right. they're, they're actually quite personal and they still tie into the previous movies. Some surprises, some people that, you know, show up, some people, you know, you think are going to show up later on because they keep name dropping and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's just exciting to see what's going to happen week to week. But personally, I'm actually super sold after episode three and four. I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm definitely here for it i'm just wondering these last two episodes because i think it's only going to be six episodes oh yeah yeah so it's like uh, oh yeah they're gonna have to kind of crunch it a little bit yeah we gotta push through this and (sighs) to be fair though that would be um you know a feature length of content and we already have the plot kicked off and kind of the second act if you were to do a movie structure we're kind of in the second act because some doubts have crept in There's Mm -hmm. a wedge between the relationship of Hawkeye and Kate Bishop a little bit from what happened at the end of episode four. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Without spoiling it too much. So episode five and six can kind of be that third act. Right. Where they bring it back around and and bring it home. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So in that aspect, I think it's paced pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I like the trick arrows. Trick arrows are cool. I like that uh slight spoilers. I like that they have to be retrieved because he's like, there are no she's like, Where are all the trick arrows? He's like, There are no more. 
We gotta go get them back. <laughs> <laughs> the arrows, like the actual base of the arrows are what you need to get back. Yeah. <laughs> In order for you to be able to fit the particular arrowhead on it. Which leads to a funny conversation about boomerang arrows. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Which Hawkeye's like, that's dumb. No. That actually leads me to one criticism I do have of the show, other than kind of the sloppy execution of some of the action scenes in the first couple of episodes. There is a side plot where he has to get some equipment similar to the arrows. In fact, I think the arrows ends up being one of the things he also has to get. But with LARPers, which is fine. Mm. It's interesting. You have superhero equipment that a LARPer finds and they want to use it. That's funny. The thing is, this particular group of LARPers is made up of mostly policemen and firefighters. Mm-hmm. And nothing against firefighters, but I don't like how cuddly and nerdy they're making New York City police in right. this show. Like, oh, they're just lovable, nerdy LARPers. It's just yeah. like, eh. it just, it feels like propaganda a little bit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I'm letting it go. It I'm like, fucking Disney Marvel, man. <laughs> you just can't <laughs> help yourselves, can you? It's almost as gross as Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man, when you're going around uh, being Spider-Cop and putting up surveillance towers for policemen in New York. Right. Fuck right off. Other than that, though, if you can stomach that, decent show. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see where it goes. Hopefully some big names show up Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we go from there. Yeah. Maybe we'll get some friends together and do another spoiler cast like we did for Loki. That was a lot of fun. Ooh, yeah. Speaking of spoiler casts, I think we're safe to go ahead and announce it. We decided we're going to do a spoiler cast for Guardians of the Galaxy, the game. I have a definite and a maybe as far as other guests, friends of ours who have finished the game who want to join us on that. So it should be a lot of fun. I imagine we'll probably record it sometime next week. So expect in the next couple of weeks that episode dropping sometime. So that'll be a lot of fun. All right. But speaking of games that we're playing and excited about, let's get on to what we've been playing this week. All right. Last week, we had a guest, a wonderful guest, the Retro Mm -hmm. Runner. Yes. Good stuff. And I always do this. I get so concerned about the length of the episode and moving things along and making sure that, you know, the guest is engaged, that I sometimes gloss over my own notes and forget to say things. Mm Mm-hmm. Rabbit-eared listeners <laughs> may have noticed in the beginning of the previous episode, I mentioned a story eels. tied, a fun story tied to one of the games I played. And I never really told any fun stories. I mean, other than like specific to the games. And this was outside mm-hmm. of that. So I want to talk about that this week. During the holidays, I was out of town and I was playing Among Us on my phone for the very first time with a group of friends from the Gamer Friends Discord and we were having a really good time. And we were staying at this Airbnb. So it's just like this regular ass house in downtown Dayton. And my son is in a room adjacent to like the front, like facing the street. Mm-hmm. And he is just being five. He's like screaming his head off and acting along with his shows. And I got both my headphones in. And I'm playing Among Us with friends, you know, just having a good time, accusing people of murder and being accused of murder, <laughs> as you do. Mm-hmm. My wife comes in from our bedroom. To where I'm at in the living room. And she goes, hey, did you hear somebody outside? Like, just outside? Asking if, if you're okay? I'm like, what? It was really creepy. I heard I heard a man's voice go, are you okay? Mm. And it was like, was it on the TV? I'm like, I didn't hear. I have my headphones and I didn't hear shit. She goes, okay. Well, I'm going to go take a shower. Cool. Famous last words. <laughs> <laughs> Billy. Is that you? Is that you? Quit playing. 
<laughs> I'm gonna get naked and vulnerable. <laughs> right. <laughs> so she She's goes so off silly. to uh, she goes off to take a shower. I continue playing Among Us, and then uh, my dog just starts barking like crazy, like burr, 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 burr. and of course mm-hmm. some time has passed. My son comes out of the room he was in, and he's like, "Daddy, I think there's somebody at the door." And I was like, "Oh, that would explain why she's barking like crazy." So I go to answer the door, and there's a cop outside, a Dayton City police officer. And I was like, uh, is, there, is everything okay? And he goes, um, we had reports of a woman screaming for help uh, in, uh, in this house. And I was like, oh. Silly me. <laughs> that was my, that's my five-year-old. I forgot uh, to put the muzzle on her. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be smart to say to the cop. No, I, I, right. I was like, no, it's my son. He's five. He screams. It sounds like a woman, I guess. Right. And I was like, do you want to come in? He was like, no, 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 no. That's okay. Right. Just, you know, just checking. I was like, okay. <laughs> was bye. his hand on his, uh, on his gun? No, on his, no. On his quote unquote taser? <laughs> no, no. He, he had his neck exposed and everything. He oh, was wow. uh, very trusting. I don't know how exactly that would have went down. I had my wife answered, but I'm glad that she was taking a shower and then I answered the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just say that. But... <laughs> It was a, when, you, uh, when you called me and told me about it, I was just like, imagine just getting the cops coming to your door, asking you a question, you answering and then leaving and you getting to go about your day. Like, imagine being treated like a human being. Right. Yeah. I, privilege is a word, but I feel like it's almost just normity. Like it, sh- it should be how things are. It, sh- it mm-hmm. should be how everyone's treated. And I know that if I, if I look different, my answer would not have sufficed, and I probably would have been tased and handcuffed on that living room floor. So right. luckily, everything went fine, and I told my son to stop screaming like a woman when we're in a, you know, a strange house. <laughs> like a woman. You scream like a man, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, you know, out here in the burbs, you know, we're far separated from other houses, so he can scream all he wants, and he's used to doing that, and nobody can hear or call the cops. So that's good. No one can hear you scream at my home, which is great. <laughs> So yeah, I forgot to tell that story it, it last week. It bodes well for our plans. <laughs> Down in the basement. Doesn't have a basement. The house must have a basement. That was actually a requirement when we built. Oh, yeah. Grand Theft Auto, the definitive edition, got its first patch post, or at least I think it's its first patch. One of its post, everybody's angry patches. Right. And I saw that. It was huge. It was like 18 gigs. It was something dumb. Yeah, Just man. for San Andreas. Huge. Woo. So I hopped on San Andreas to see. I couldn't tell if they fixed the on-foot shooting. I was still kind of getting worked over a little bit in the gang war. Mm-hmm. It didn't fix the radio skipping. There were still some graphical hitches. I don't really know what they fixed. I still have yet to see a sign, big or small, being misspelled. So maybe that was one of the things. I heard they fixed the barber. He actually looks old again. Because he looks like a young man. Because of yeah, the he's auto. like, come on, sit down, CJ. Come on, young Meanwhile, buck. He looks like Webster, right? Come on, young buck. Go on in here, chill. Let me go ahead and cut you. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, yeah, he looks like the proper cat daddy. He should. So, <laughs> other than that, still playing a lot of Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. Not much to report. The Underground, I'm doing a lot of that, and I've been exploring a lot of the bigger caves where you can catch Pokemon, and it's cool. You know, yeah. not really much else to say about it. I, I'm disappointed it, it, in the hideouts, though. I had mentioned that you can't bury your shards anymore. I'm over that, but 
The hideouts are just used to generate certain types of Pokemon in little areas where you can catch them. Mm-hmm. You get these statues often of different types of Pokemon. And if you put a statue in your hideout, the first one you place, it's type. So say if you put a statue of Pikachu, then your type will be electric. No matter what other Pokemon mm-hmm. you place, it'll be electric. Right. And you can only strengthen it by putting other electric statues. If you put a rock statue, it does nothing. That just means that more electric Pokemon are likely to show up in those areas where you can catch them. But I remember in the original game, this is what I was kind of low-key excited about. It was more cosmetic. You could put up posters and furniture and little, like, toys or gadgets. Like, you could really make it a proper hideout, like, that a kid would love to hang out and that you could show off to your friends. Mm -hmm. It was more, like, Animal Crossing-esque. I mean, not obviously that robust, but it felt more like a kid's secret hideout. This is just a statue dungeon to stack odds for what Pokemon you're going to find. And so mm. far, that's it. And that sucks. That yeah. really sucks. I've, so, I've pretty much established that Pokemon is just obviously not for me anymore because, I mean... You're kind of you over know, it. Oh, yeah, I'm old. Until, until it's Arceus? Not, it's not a... Uh, I don't even think that's going to be... For, I don't even think that's going to be for me. Really? Yeah, no. I mean, as well, I'll fall on that sword because I'm interested, so yeah. I think I am going to pick up Arceus early. I'll let you know whether or not I think that you would be into it just based off of what you're over and what you know brought you to the yard in the first place, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, so. I just need I need Pokemon to get back into it. I need Pokemon to have like an actual good story. You know, the last good story from Pokemon, arguably, in my opinion, black, black and white. Two. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, one and two because mm-hmm. they kind of go into each other. Right. Two, I think, was better, but only because it had all the buildup from one. But yeah, right. black, black and white, one and two. And those decent. don't feel like that long ago, but they're literally like Yeah, they were, five they were the last. Ago. Yeah, they were the, that was Generation 5, and God. they were the last Pokemon games released for the regular DS before it moved mm. to 3DS. So that would have been just prior to X and Y. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. That was a lot of old. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon. There's over a thousand Pokemon now. If you count all the different variants and everything, yikes! Insane. I can't remember them all anymore. Yeah. I think once Generation Four came around, that was the last time I finished my Pokédex, and after that, mm-hmm. I just couldn't remember them all anymore. Yeah. So. And then there's the. Uh, sorry, I keep talking about it, but then there's the thing that there are so many Pokemon. And if when I go into playing it, like I have to literally look up what does this evolve into? Is this worth my time training? Yeah, and some of the evolution tricks, especially like in Sword and Shield recently, they're kind of wacky. Like, you have to level up while traveling under this particular rock. Something stupid. Yeah. You know, and and that's like brand new from a pre-existing Pokemon that they changed the evolution. When you have to bust out a guide while you play a game, I'm not a huge fan of that. I mean, sometimes it can work out in your favor, but when it comes to like it not being intuitive or you can't find it in the game itself that's Mm. annoying yeah so i agree with you there it needs some major overhaul and iteration i'm still with it i have to admit i'm enjoying myself playing it but that's good i mean i think it's mainly just nostalgia you know yeah yeah. i went through and did the nuzlocke earlier this year and it's just fun to see kind of the parallel between that and and this yeah. one, and it just feels faster because it is, because it's got all the modern iterations of leveling up and things. Mm-hmm. It's still way too slow. A big complaint I have about Pokemon that I hope they can eventually get over is the pedigree of, okay, you get into a battle, mm-hmm. the Pokemon pan, they pan around the Pokemon that you find, or that comes, if it's a trainer battle, then you got to wait for the trainer to throw the Pokemon out. It comes out, and then you come out. 
And if there's a weather effect, it has to go, it's raining. <laughs> the rain continues to fall. So that's two frames, right. right? And then if the opponent Pokemon or you have an ability that immediately like lowers a stat, then it's like, Gyarados' Intimidate lowers your attack. We still haven't got to play yet, right? Right. And then in this game, and some of the more modern iterations, when the friendship is up really high, then it has to go, Infernape is bouncing around and, and wants to do well in this battle for Seems you. Seems like you're really good friends. Yeah. So you have you to wait for, for that. go for drinks after this. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you still haven't got to even select your first attack. And then, boom, now you're ready to do your first attack. So you select your attack. And then it's like, the Infernape used fall. Slash, and then you see the animation, and then it was super effective. Geodude hung on using Endure. Geodude used his move. It did this. Yeah. It's just, it's so slow. It's so slow. Especially after playing something like Tales of Arise, there's so much that happens in those battles, but I feel like they last, on average, as long or much quicker than a Pokemon battle, if oh, you can yeah. believe it. All that mm-hmm. crazy shit going on. Mm-hmm. It's just insane to me. So I agree with you. Like, they're in desperate, dire need of iteration. But obviously, they outsold, I think, Sword and Shield. The oh, yeah. remakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People still love the shit out of Pokemon. And I get it, because this is a remake of a lot of people's first Pokemon. Think about yeah. how long ago it came out. So there's, again, they're just riding on nostalgia. They'll just keep doing these remasters every so often. And then the kids who, you know, that was their first Pokemon game. They're going to come back and they're going to buy it up no matter how lazy or half-assed it is. If they do a Switch Gold and Silver, then I'm in. Me too. I'm absolutely in on that. Me too. (laughs) Because I'm like, okay, I know that Cyndaquil evolves into Quilava, evolves into Typhlosion. (laughs) Peepatar into Tyranitar, Larvitar. Like, I know that. And it could even be iteration in the reverse. I loved how simple and clean, to coin a phrase. The way that I knew that was going to get you to do that. Um, But no, I I loved how simple and clean Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee was. They took away Mm. the natures and a lot of the extra bullshit. It was just basic, simple Pokemon. And it was just riding off of the basicness of the original games. And and just like this one, it's tile for tile, but it was 3D. And they kind of made catching Pokemon more streamlined. And Mm -hmm. it just, it felt easier and better and something that you could play with, you know, someone who doesn't play Pokemon very often. Like the whole co-op aspect. There was enough iteration there, even though some would argue it was dumbed down, that it felt really fresh. Right. And I would love to see something like that here, or like you said, with a gold and silver remake. So <sighs> that's Pokemon for you. Lawn mowing simulator. Lawn mowing simulator. Grass blasters is Grass blasters. doing now we were bankrupt a little bit. We were in the red a little bit this week, but we pulled ourselves like a phoenix from the ashes, which by the way is an actual achievement. Right. <laughs> we have risen. We had we we got the best two lawnmowers in the game. Ooh. I'm out here like just having the amount of time it takes to cut these estate lawns. Fifty thousand dollar lawnmowers, baby. Yeah, the I think the most expensive one was like thirty eight thousand pounds. Because I'm in England, so right. I gotta tell you, I think this business is really gonna take off. I just finally got enough rep to get fifty thousand dollar loans. So if I take mm. out three of those, I can get myself a big building and hire more people. So oh, maybe I think you're gonna see grass blasters really start to take off. <laughs> so it looks like grass blasters is blasting off again. Yeah. 
It continues to be a game about mowing lawns. I continue to play it. I cannot explain myself, and I do apologize for those out there that are disturbed by this. <laughs> That's all right. We all have our vices. <laughs> we'll call it a vice, sure. Yeah. Bucky O'Hare. I tried out Bucky O'Hare on the NES. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I put up a little like mini TikTok about it, like a hidden gem thing. I, mm. I let TikTok edit it for me. I was like, fuck it. <laughs> I was going to turn it into a favorite keep delete episode, but I liked the way they edited it. I was like, oh, this is cool. I'll keep it. And it is really, 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 really hard. Bad. Oh, no, 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 I'm no, just I'm just no, it's solid. <laughs> Everything that the retro runner said about it last week is true, but also, I mean, of course he took to it. He speed runs Ninja Gaiden. Right. It's very hard. And you can choose four different levels when you first start. I think it's to rescue your compadres, which then you could change and use their abilities. But at first, you just start with good old Bucky. It's got his little blaster. Bucky O'Hare. And it is something that you definitely have to learn and practice and do kind of levels in a certain order in order to make it easier on yourself. The music, it does bang. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> the music is really decent. I don't know if it's my favorite soundtrack of the NES library, but then again, I didn't get a chance to listen to but like five songs while I was playing it. But what I heard so far, it was actually pretty good. Hello there. This is Mike from the future. And you're probably wondering, what are you doing here in the middle of my podcast episode? Well, food came and we got interrupted and we went on a huge side tangent. And then part of what we were talking about, we felt like we wanted to include in the episode so enjoy this brief interlude where we discuss the ill fate of the live-action Cowboy Bebop series on Netflix before we return to your regularly scheduled What You Playing segment. Thank you. Since we just interluded a little bit, and I'm going to cut most of it out, do you want to talk about the fact that Cowboy Bebop got canceled? Yeah, yeah. Well, we, can. <laughs> we just remembered while we're waiting on your food. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Uh, it's a little sad. It is sad. Some people actually did like it. Like, I don't care if a show exists. Whatever, right. man. You know, it wasn't for me, but at yeah, the same it's time, funny. it's, it's like canceled. Because, like, all the... Sh basically, I'm going to call all the Netflix's marketing shit-talking. All the shit-talking they did. <laughs> they did talk shit. That's true. To say that they were like, look, look at this. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they canceled it like a week or two uh, after it debuted. <laughs> and the thing is, they didn't want to course correct or tweak. They don't. I mean, they, oh my they god, they said no. And costumes and, and they training nope. and sets, and you just throwing all of that's that how you know the they got water. money to blow. They got money to fucking yeah, blow. That's true. Oh my god, they could have paid so for all of Scott's Tots tuitions. <laughs> Make their dreams come true. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, no, I'm not surprised, but it's funny. Even though I didn't like the show, it was a little sad. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. that, that's rough. So, yeah, And the do. little kid that played Ed, I heard it was their dream. They liked really liked Ed as a show. I don't know how much of that is marketing, how much of that is sincere, but I like right. to believe it's sincere, and that that's that sucks for Unfortunate. Ah, uh, well, poor cowboy bebop. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Make your dreams come true. Hey, Mr. Scott. Okay, That's I like stuck one, in my head now. Yeah, I got one bite in. All right. So those were, just to get back to, <laughs> just to get back to video games, those were the games that I played. Uh, I, I played a couple that you played, but I'm going to hold off and let you kind of lead into that. So GTA, Among Us, Pokemon, 
mowing the lawn, Bucky O'Hare. That's too hard over there. Right. <laughs> what yeah. you got? Obviously, I'm still playing Shimagami Tensei Five. Yeah. Not much to report. Just okay. more grinding. Grinding. Like the area that I mean, the bosses are like levels upwards of seventy. Mm. And I'm at level like 64, so I definitely not... have to. Mm-mm. Yeah, I have to do some grinding. Yes, got to find some mitamas. Yeah, and uh, I I Shoot keep forgetting which which Shoot ones give you the most experience. I think oh. it's the gold ones, but mm-hmm. they're like a gold one and a bronze one. But sometimes the blue ones give you a lot of experience, but mm-hmm. also they give you glory crystals. So I don't know. I gotta look it up. Okay, but uh, yeah. So SMT five still still really dope. Yeah. Love it. Halo dropped this week the campaign and meh. Yeah, yeah. I keep hearing everybody. Well, I keep seeing on the internet. Everybody's like, "Oh, ten out of ten. I fucking love it. Oh, love Halo." And I'm like, "Uh, it's just really not doing it for me." You think it's just like rose tinted? Yeah, I really do. I really do think so. And my issue with it is that apparently the antagonist from this game was introduced in Halo Wars Two, and I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say that nobody that plays Halo casually played Halo Wars Two. So it's just kind of like this new group just comes in and they're like, yes, we are the villains. And yeah, I'm they're assuming brutes. they're poorly explained, hinging on the knowledge of the previous. Yeah. Game. And considering the way that Halo 5 Guardians ended, I was expecting it to be like, uh oh, spoilers for Halo 5 Guardians, if you care. Uh <laughs> oh, Cortana fucking activated all these fucking Guardians, basically attacking the universe. But they don't even like mention that. Like, and I've played the game for like two hours and I'm like, what's, what, what's going on with Cortana? Maybe this is a variant Master Chief in a different Man, maybe, multiverse. maybe, but that, that upset me. That upset yeah. me a little bit. So I'm like, eh, I'm just like, I dropped it for the next game because while we were watching the Game Awards, <laughs> they were, kept talking about this game, kept talking about it. Deathloop. Yeah. And me and you were like, we're going to have to drop whatever games we're currently playing just to play it cause yeah, because apparently it's good and we need to play it. It's literally, as the time of recording, it's December 10th. We're not going to be able to finish it for the end of the year. And if it's as good as everybody says it is, we're probably going to want to include it in our top five games of the year list. Yeah, definitely. So. But uh, yeah, so started it. First of all, I'd like to say that uh, this is a little spoiler for later, but I feel like the voice actor for Colt should have fucking won that because within like the first five minutes i'm like oh he's fucking killing it i agree yeah like he's, he's killing it and even juliana like they're both like the voice acting in this game is it's good fucking top notch i love it yeah it's it's the writing paired with the main two characters the voice acting for the jobbers and like the regular people it's yeah. I, it's about as serviceable as i think it needs to be but where it really shines like you said those main two characters they're fantastic I agree. yeah and I mean, gameplay wise, it's it's basically dishonored. Let's not get ourselves. There are some little tweaks here and there, mm-hmm. but for the most part, it's dishonored. And I like dishonored. Don't get me wrong, but I could never finish it. Yeah. And I don't know if it was like fatigue from all the Bioshock because dishonored was basically Bioshock. What was the story in dishonored? Uh, exactly. Right. <laughs> right. This gameplay needs a good story to drive it along. I yeah. Think, in order for it to really hook, because. By itself, I don't think it has staying power. You know, we've talked on the show before. (laughs) I don't know why I'm drawing this parallel, but it just popped in my head. We talked about director-dependent actors. Mm -hmm. Well, now in terms of gameplay, I feel like there is story-dependent gameplay, gameplay-dependent story. 
Yeah. And then those that can stand on their own, no matter how good or bad their counterpart is. And I think the dishonored gameplay is story dependent. Yeah, for sure. Or at least it's, it's much more elevated by a good Mm -hmm. story. Like, like Hades, for instance, I remember Mm -hmm. again, last night we were watching the game awards and one of the gamer friends. And yeah, she was saying that Hades was the only roguelike that she likes. So for her, the gameplay loop or formula of a roguelike is not enough to hook her. It's story dependent for her. Right. But what really elevates the roguelike gameplay in Hades is its story. The marriage is tight. Yeah. And again, the story is intricately tied to this quasi roguelike formula here in Deathloop because there is Mm -hmm. a loop. Right. Yeah. And I think that that really helps kind of move things along. Yeah, for sure. And I haven't uh, actually died yet besides the first time that you die in the story. Yeah. Because I was wondering when the game came out, I was like, how is this loop thing going to work? Because if you loop, you're going to go all the way back to the beginning. And like, are you going to have your weapons and stuff? Well, when you die, you go back to the start of that day. Mm -hmm. So whenever you get to a new area, time passes on and eventually... It will pass on to the next It'll day. groundhog you back right. to the beginning, whether you die or not, if enough time exactly. passes. Yeah. yeah. But every time you do go back, you lose all your upgrades and your weapons and stuff. But obviously, you'll know where they are. Mm-hmm. You can go back and find them and everything. I really like it. <laughs> I really like it so far. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just saying I really like it so far. Honestly, something about the combat just gives me anxiety because it's like, <laughs> oh, no. Everybody saw me. Fuck. <laughs> Fair enough. And I don't have like enough powers or anything so i've got, yeah. got like a few guns and i'm just like there's like 20 people here yeah <laughs> i'm gonna hide in this room and just wait for them to walk into the doorway well it sounds like i'm a little bit farther along than you because when you get further in the story you discover a way to take things with you okay yeah. damn how are you, <laughs> you may have noticed there are objects in the world that kind of have a glimmer to them yes yes there's a reason for that. There's a story I figured. for that. Yeah. I figured. And that's tied to how you can imbue objects with the ability to come with you on a loop. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's going to be kind of the quasi rogue light progression. Oh. I'm assuming they're like objects that are the stay the same across loops type thing. I mean, I don't really think I need to break it down here, but just know that it's reliable. Like you'll see what it is when it comes up for sure. Okay. And As far as the game itself, the more I play it, the more I like it. In the beginning, I was like you. I was like, ah, it's Dishonored gameplay. Story is something, I guess. He doesn't remember anything, so you're kind of starting fresh with him. You're learning what your situation is. I got an idea of kind of how it's starting to pan out. There may be some twists and turns, and I'm looking forward to that. But in the interactions with Juliana and Colt are fantastic, and they're fun, and they're silly. I agree with you that combat can be stressful, especially because you're so vulnerable in the beginning. Like if you get caught with your pants down in a firefight or there's a turret behind you and you don't just tear ass out of there and collect yourself, you're going to die. Mm -hmm. But they do a couple of cool things to help soften that blow in the beginning that I like. There is the augment you get early on where they, you get up to two chances in a run and the third death is what actually resets you. Yeah. And that's nice. Yeah. And it kind of, if you die the first or second time, it just kind of rewinds you back to right before your most recent fight. So that right. way you can try again. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. And the AI itself is dumb as a box of rocks. They forget <laughs> about you the moment like a squirrel runs in front of them. You know True. what I mean? 
again, if you decide to square off with them and they're shooting at you, they can take you down and they probably will. But if you run back and approach, like if you just completely flub an encounter and they're all over you and you run away and wait for just a hot second, you have infinite chances to reapproach an encounter and do it better. And if you're clever, there are a lot of things in the environment you can hack, like turrets and cameras, different ways to kind of get the drop on your enemies. There's a kick mechanic, and you kick the fuck out of people. They go flying. (laughs) I have kicked so many people off cliffs. It's like Sparta, the game. I love it. So, yeah, I'm having a really great time with it. I can see why Big Nakuruma loves it so much, because he was talking about it last night. As it stands right now, looking back... And all the gaming experiences I had this year, it's highly likely that this will make it into the top five. But nice. you know, more to come on that. I, I yeah. won't say for 100%. But, and I'm happy because I'm, both of us were really blah about the game because of the marketing. Yeah, it's like, okay, I get it. It's coming out. I and I felt bad I because it's it's like black lead. You have a, a male and a female black lead. And mm-hmm. we're rooting for everybody black. So I was like, oh, I feel bad. I don't like this. <laughs> I want to like it. So I am happy to report that it's super likable. And that once you get your hands on it, like you see immediately all the charm that it possesses. And it just continues to get better the more you play it. Yeah. Yep. Something that doesn't get better the more you play it. (laughs) It's uh, The Matrix Awakens. (laughs) (laughs) Or basically the Unreal Engine demo. Yeah. So at the Game Awards, they announced that there was going to be an Unreal 5 demo of The Matrix. And everybody was Only like, on PlayStation whoa, 5 and Xbox Series X and S. It's going to be awesome. So it starts off with Keanu Reeves just giving a spiel about the Matrix and, oh, what is life and what makes us make our choices? And it's actually him. And then they switch over to a video game version of him. And Uncanny. I'm not going to... Yeah. Like, that part was so fucking good. I was like, wait, what? Wait, is that a computer, <laughs> Keanu? My eyes. Ow. Yeah. And they kept switching them back and forth just to fuck with you. And then we get to the car chase which again still looks good it's a little uncanny it's different though because you know that keanu doesn't look like that anymore obviously and you can yeah, still but tell you can that hear it's... his age and his voice I don't know. you can tell there's an old man voice in that young face right so we get to this car chase and the gameplay during the car chase actually looks phenomenal looks I was... phenomenal yeah plays and eh. well but I mean, it's on it's auto on rail yeah it's you on can rails. hold the fire button and it will automatically stop firing whenever your target's out of range. Like oh, if a car goes yeah. in front of it, the gun will just pull up. And right. you can only target the tires. You flick the stick and it automatically just moves. You can't actually free move your reticle around. Right. So it's as on rails as on rails can be. You basically go through what that chase sequence, shooting cars and watching them fly up in the air. And then occasionally there's a cutscene if a bunch of agents yeah. get on the car or whatever. Right. And then you blow mm-hmm. something up. Cool. Yeah, eventually you start, after you play it for a while, you're like, okay, this is starting to look less and less, like, real and feel more video gamey. For sure. But where it really fucking chopped the ball was after you finish that whole scene, you're allowed to walk around as the third character that they introduced Mm -hmm. in the city, and it looks bad comparatively. I mean... It is a recreation of a large part of New York City. Obviously. No, I, I meant, the, I just meant, like, the city looked great. City looked yeah. great. I meant the character model. Oh, okay. Yeah, the character model did not look nearly as good as it did during the car chase or during those scenes. Where... Yeah, well, those are pre-rendered CG cutscenes. So. I know. 
But I, I know what you mean. Yeah. And at that point, after, it's yeah. just a tech demo because you can go through and like pull the shaders and like the different mm-hmm. uh, points of articulation. You can pull sliders to see like how the objects collide, how the sound mm-hmm. bounces off, the physics. You can fly around in a drone or walk around the city on feet. And that's it. It's literally like, look what we can do on Unreal. And I don't know why we needed an advertisement for Unreal to right. be given to us. Yeah, because like whatever like games that, we play, yeah, are going to use Unreal if they use Unreal, and that's it. Yeah, I don't know why that needs to be sold to us. I don't buy a game because of the engine they used. Right, <laughs> like, I buy it because the content seems interesting and that the people making it seem competent. I don't. Uh, Maybe that was aimed specifically at developers, and they were just like, "We'll make this for the developers, but also other people." Also, let's advertise it. the movie while we're at it. Fuck it. Basically, that's all it is. Yeah, so should you waste your time downloading the 30 gigs this thing is? Like, it was, it was huge. No, you <laughs> yeah. should not. If you have a PS5 or an Xbox Series X or S, if you're like a diehard Matrix super fan, yeah, I mean, it doesn't hurt to download it. Go ahead. Just go in and not expecting much. But if you're either blase about the Matrix or the movies are okay, there's no gameplay really to be had here. Yeah, it's just holding down a button, watching bullets pop out of a gun, and then you're done. Yeah, and when you're walking around as her, it gives you the option to fly. Yeah, the drone, mm-hmm. but it doesn't tell you it's a drone. So I'm like, oh shit, I get to fly, and then it's just like the yeah, camera the slowly panning. Say... <laughs> I was the like, prop what the fuck? Does say fly? It doesn't say drone <laughs> until after you're already a drone. Whoa! And then I it... can fly. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> what sucks is they already showed Neo. They already showed Neo right. flying out of a car. So you expect that like you'll fly like Neo? No, you're just drone. I would well, to be fair. One. So to be fair, the speed at which you fly that drone is pretty decent for yeah. open world. Usually, just because of loading and rendering limitations, you can't go that fast in an open world. People often wonder how can you have a jet in Saints Row and it goes like 15 miles an hour. Well, I'm like the higher up you go, the slower you have to go because you have to load all that shit in. But the speed at which you move throughout the city is a decent clip when you speed up the drone. But at the same time, yeah. there's literally nothing to do. Absolutely nothing. But just look at it and then mm-hmm. maybe fuck with the shaders. So waste of time. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the gaming news. Gaming news. All right. We have a couple of little baby stories before we get into the game awards, the game commercials, as we like to call them. (laughs) Let's see here. Nintendo recently updated their eShop to add a filter for longest average playtime. So you could order games in the eShop by the longest average playtime in the last two weeks. Oh, wow. Which I think is actually pretty cool. And I hope that other stores follow suit and give us much more filtering options, especially as the digital shops grow. But this is interesting because if you're looking for a game that's like bang for your buck that a lot of people are playing or putting a lot of hours into, obviously Pokemon is near the top of that list right now. So is Shin Megami. Yeah. You know, you're going to see a lot of RPGs in there, things that take up a lot of time. But yeah. I just thought that was of note, and yeah, cool. if you want to filter the eShop that way, you can. Spider-Man Remastered 
Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered, is getting an update with two suits from No Way Home. Sweet. For free. When I watched that trailer, I was like, what the fuck are they showing me? I didn't even realize they were the suits for No Way Home. <laughs> I was like, yeah, new Spider-Man trailer. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's the same. Oh, okay. New All suits. Right. right. Oh. You brought up this story to me earlier in the week. I think this all happened, yeah. unfolded on Tuesday, which is like, oh, wham, yeah. bam. Sony so. fires PlayStation executive allegedly caught in pedophilia sting. Ooh. George. Baby. What's no his name? George Ca- Cassiopo? Cassiopo. 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 George is having a bad week. He's having George, a terrible week. The senior vice president from the team behind PlayStation allegedly tried to arrange a meeting with a 15-year-old boy, according to a video posted by the YouTube channel People vs. Preds. Love it. Like Predator. Yeah. Now, I looked to this channel. People vs. Preds has been around for about four months. It's got just under 30,000 subs, and they have over 90 pedophiles that they have caught in the act or, like, attempting to be terrible. Yeah. And I watched the video, like, the guy was wearing his PS5 t-shirt. I was like, damn, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he walked outside. Look, my issue with it is that he invited this kid to his house. Yeah. And, like, they, well, it's not actually a kid. It was some, it was an adult, but. Obviously. Well, he, he thought, thought he it was, was a kid. inviting a child to his house. Yeah. And the guy just walks up to the door. Like, hey, bro, I can <laughs> call the like, police. We can have a conversation, bro. Right. And then he just walks back in like, ugh, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Doopsie. Yeah, the YouTuber sounds like a ghost hunter. He's like, are there any ghosts here, bro? Right? <laughs> I'm telling you, man, this world is changing, man. It's not safe for pedophiles anymore. Not. It is not, not safe. These YouTube channels will get you. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't say I feel too bad for him for obvious reasons. Not at all. But that's wild. And of course, Sony, like I said, they immediately fired him. As they should. I don't know as of now if any charges have been brought against George, like for a conspiracy to commit a crime or how that whole thing shakes out. But obviously his face is all over the thumbnail in the video. He is fully disgraced. He'll never yeah. work in this town again. Mm-hmm. Although maybe he will. I don't know. We've hired worse for less. Anyways, <laughs> moving mm. on from that drama, we get to the game. Awards. Oh, baby. Jeff Keeley's baby. Mm-hmm. I've said in the past, despite his shortcomings and despite my criticisms of him, no one else is doing what Jeff Keeley is doing as far as like putting on something like this. That was mm-hmm. my defense. Right. But I don't know. After this year, I'm. Mm. Yeah. He came out the gate like, guys, it just has to be said. Harassment <laughs> is bad. And we as a gaming community have to stop harassing each other. And we have to not put up with harassment in gaming. Now, welcome to the stage. Uh, Quantic Dream. <laughs> no, no, it was, it was, uh, it was uh, somebody Giancarlo. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not but, that um, Giancarlo Esposito has done anything wrong, but. No, 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 no. In the no. game. But it just, just the funny that he was. Yeah. He was promoting a game from ubisoft who we yeah. all know harbors many abusers even those who left the company that still get tons of money from stocks that they own in ubisoft but yeah quantic dream released a game and they didn't remove any activision blizzard games from categories as far as i could tell but they just weren't invited i guess mm-hmm. cool yeah i believe a member of activision is on the board for the game awards like activision yeah, yeah helps pay for it so so it's kind of like all right jeff yeah 
Yeah, so Jeff, his little vanity project, you know, and trying to, like, have it both ways and pretend like he gives a shit. Eh, fuck that guy. You know, there yeah. were some tweets he put out where he was saying, like, he was just kind of backpedaling, like, first acting like it wasn't a big deal and be like, oh, you know. And again, yeah, we're not taking sides. We're just about the games, baby. We've seen lip service to this whole issue from everybody in the industry major that isn't Activision Blizzard, but what's actually being done. That's my whole point. So for him to do that at the beginning of the war, it's like he gave a fuck. Kind of gross. Yeah. That aside, fuck Jeff Keighley. Anyways, so <laughs> now I... let's continue to talk about his baby. <laughs> <laughs> the game commercials. We're in the business for it. So yeah. I didn't write down all the awards, but I thought I'd run through some of the notables. Okay. So in the pre-show, they had games for impact, which to me is like indie games or not even necessarily indie games, but games that represent a more diverse approach to storytelling, uh, characters, gameplay. And Life is Strange took that, which it was the biggest one on the list. So I kind of get it. True Colors specifically. And then Resident Evil Village won a couple of awards. They won Reddit's Game of the Year. Cool. And (laughs) Best Performance, Maggie Robertson as Lady Dimitrescu. Yes, Mommy Milko. Now, you had alluded to this earlier when we were talking about Deathloop. Lady D is in Resident Evil all of like five minutes. Yeah. She's like the first section of that game. And again, she has a handful of scenes. And I think the fervor and the memeing of that character really led to this award. Not to say that her performance was bad. It was right because it definitely was good. Yeah. Like she came in and did what she needed to do. And she herself is tall and beautiful. So go Maggie. But I agree with you that that really should have went to Deathloop. Yeah. Specifically Colt and Julianne. Like they were fantastic. And Mm -hmm. I haven't even played the whole game, but I've already heard more from Colt than I have from lady d some of these awards are just going to be a popularity contest forza horizon 5 won best audio design cool cool innovation and accessibility which i hear is well earned best sports racing i can't disagree (laughs) right name a better racing game this year i'll wait Mm, hot wheels <laughs> uh, and blast is a better sports game skateboard <laughs> i don't even think skateboard was up for it no, uh best debut indie game and best independent game overall kana bridge of spirits yes hey. i don't think i've talked about this on the show but i have played it yeah and it's really beautiful and i really like it it just reminds me of ps2 platformers mm. your jack and daxters your ashton clanks blah 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 Beyond it's good beautiful. and evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. It's great. It's a type of game we don't get much anymore. We got to support those for sure. So happy mm-hmm. to hear about that. Best action game. A lot of people were kind of upset about this, especially in our Discord, but I appreciated it because I really particularly enjoy the action in this game. Returnal. Mm-hmm. Returnal. Returnal got best action. And I have to agree, like some of the hardest. I mean, again, it is, and these are becoming increasingly popular in the mainstream, you know, of yeah. Deathloop and now Returnal, mm-hmm. like these roguelite, roguelike games. And Returnal is one of them for sure, because when you die, you go back to the beginning and just start over. Mm-hmm. But if done correctly, the difficulty can just go right up to the edge of frustration, but also be surmountable whenever you fail you feel like it's your fault whenever you succeed you feel like it's your fault and it's just it's really engaging and i have to admit like returnal did that fantastically so kudos to returnal great 
Deathloop did win Best Art Direction and Best Game Direction. Best Game Direction in particular, super agree. I haven't even played more than maybe four hours of it so far. Yeah, I've played like two. I'm like, yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. Player's Voice Award, Halo Infinite, whatever. Even though it dropped that day. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Best role-playing game, Tales of Arise. Could it be be anybody else? Uh, Could it be? What else came? Well, SMT5 came out. SMT, Pokemon, uh, Persona 5 Strikers, if you want to stretch it. Could it be anything else? Yeah, no. No. Uh, Bravely Default 2, that came out this year. Yeah, but... mm. I haven't got a chance to play it, so I can't really. I haven't say got a chance it. to play it either, but I. But could like it be Tales of Arise? Anything else? I no. want. <laughs> to feel you. There, there it is. <laughs> I know. My my lyrics for the. <laughs> I want to meet a girl like that. <laughs> <laughs> Those aren't the words, but <laughs> that's just what I feel in. Take her to no. meet my mommy and daddy. I know. Right. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. She's old. <laughs> Oh man, we have to do a song where we make we yeah. do the lyrics. Those are fun. Um, best score in music, near replicant. Okay, have, haven't played it. Played near automata and near games have good music. Is, yeah. I believe it. I'll buy yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Best narrative, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Super buy that. I was surprised that it won. I was surprised and pleased. I am glad it did. Yeah, deserves it. Best action adventure. Metroid Dread, the worst game of all time. It deserves it. <laughs> it does it's deserve good. it. It's good. No, it's no, good. no. I, I joke, I kid, I tease. I'm fully aware that I am deservedly in the minority and not enjoying the game as much as everybody else. Mm. Best esports game, League of Legends. Cool. Oh, yeah. Best fighting game, Guilty Gear Strive. There was no comp on that. And I there haven't even no played comp. Guilty Strive. <laughs> yeah. Like the Demon Slayer game was in the, in the category. <laughs> It was kind of dry this year. Yeah. You know? I mean, they had Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl right. on there. I was like, oh, no. No, baby. What is you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what is you doing? Right. It got spicy. Uh, best <laughs> strategy game, Age of Empires 4K. Okay. Most anticipated game, Elden Ring. I'll buy right. that. Mm-hmm. And then finally, the best family game, the best multiplayer game, and game of the year. It takes, it two, takes two, baby. baby. It, it takes two, baby. I love it that game so much. Just me, me and you. I love that game so much. Mm-hmm. I was so happy when that won. Just the two of us. It was, it was just me <laughs> celebrating too in the call. I was like, yeah. Everybody was just like, mm. Yeah, no, I was I was like too. Oh yeah. Just a, a funny thing, we were so we were watching it in the Gamer Friends Discord on a voice call. Yeah. And Big Nakuma hops on and he's like twenty seconds ahead. He's I know. Just spoiling shit and spoiling it. <laughs> I muted him so fast. <laughs> after the first thing he spoiled, I was like, mute. Yeah. Well, you know what? Which to is... be fair, he was teasing and after a while he wasn't really spoiling anything. He was joking and saying things weren't true when they were and throwing people mm-hmm. off. And yeah. then he muted himself. He knew. He yeah. was like I could pause this and be on par with you guys, but I enjoy the power too much of, right. I'm, I'm basically <laughs> professor X. And I was like, you know what? I can't yeah. be mad. I was like that. I, I was like, this is kind of disrespectful since it is discord, but <laughs> <laughs> mute. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, big Nick. He muted you, but no, I'm, I'm pretty sure he would have done the same in your shoes. So don't worry, worry about it. <laughs> 
But no, it was a fun night for awards. Not too many upsets. I mean, other than I would say probably best performance. I I really think that was just memes. It should have went to Deathloop, but okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to run through really quickly on every new thing that was announced. And maybe briefly stop to talk about things I was excited about. But if I blast past something that you want to talk about, just stop me. Okay? All right. So... It is the game commercials. We go mm-hmm. there for the awards, sure, but we also go there to see all the new shit that they drop because this is what they do. Mm-hmm. No Waluigi for Smash, unfortunately. Nope. Still waiting on that. Where's that hat? <laughs> we got a Texas Chainsaw Massacre multiplayer game. Homeworld 3. Telltale's The Expanse. I can't believe Telltale's making games again. That's wild yeah, to me. Right. Chivalry 2. House Aberfell. Monster Hunter Rise DLC Sunbreak with Amiibo, and those Amiibo Ooh, look yeah. fantastic. I think I missed, I think it flashed by too fast for me, and I missed what they look like. I'll have to look them up. Yeah, no, they're all over the place, but yeah, they're, they look even better than the uh, Monster Hunter, the original Monster Hunter Rise Amiibo. They look really cool. Sweet. Thirsty Suitors. Basically, <laughs> Susan Pilgrim versus the World. I think her name is Jala, but she's fighting mm-hmm. her exes. She's disappointing her parents, and she's finding herself. Yeah. It's super silly. Like it's it's like Japanese silly, mm-hmm. but it's actually distinctly Indian. Yeah, and I haven't seen too many me. games explore Indian culture in this way, but also be like this fun. Usually, right. it's kind of more somber, like like uh, Raj. But uh, I'm all about this. I'm actually super yeah. excited for that. Me so that's too. one to watch. Let's see. Have a nice death. Persona Four Arena Ultimax. Coming to PS4, Steam, and Switch. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Wonder Woman's getting her own game. Now, this is interesting. They didn't say this during the show, but I found out this later on. Now, we already know that Monolith is developing. They did Fear and, most recently, the Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War series. Mm -hmm. They said they are going to utilize the Nemesis system in this game. Hmm. I know. So, we know it's probably going to be an action-based game, right? Mm-hmm. But what? Uh, how? How do Nemesis I do? Know. I don't know. With Wonder Woman, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I'm intrigued. I, I can kind of guess. Okay, so the main antagonist is going to be Ares, and he's going to have an army, and the point of the game is going to get to Ares. Okay. And there may be like various super villains that are the top captains or whatever. Okay. And yeah, I think that's how. I think that's how it's going to work. But yeah, but how do we'll you see. make supervillains jobbers? Like the, the the nemesis system work with orcs because they're fucking. Well, orcs. no, I mean like the the regular enemies will be like the nemesis part of it, but okay. obviously there will be like supervillains that you defeat one time and they're done. Or just like in what was it, Shadow of Mordor, where they're like the generals or the lieutenants that you have to get to. Yeah. After fighting through all the enemies. So like the the, the main guys at the top of the little pyramids or the sections of the army are going to be named supervillains. And below right. them are like themed jobbers that will utilize yeah. the. Mm-hmm. Could be. Yeah. No, like I'm just really happy that she's like, getting a game. Cool. They've, they've tried yeah. and failed at Superman how many times? They've been, a you bunch. know, doing well with Batman for years. And she just never really got a good shake. So. Yeah. Hopefully that'll work out. The last of the big three. Yep. Alan Wake 2. Woo, yeah. baby. <laughs> so we got a very gorgeous looking pre-rendered trailer. It's coming out 2023. And they showed next gen Alan Wake. Now, those who played Control Ultimate Edition and played the Alan Wake themed DLC, Alan Wake likes to use like real live actors and Control did too in some of their videos. 
this Alan Wake looks really close to the actor that they used in Control, and obviously really different from the 360 Alan Wake just because of graphical yeah. differences. I thought it was Jake Gyllenhaal for a second. I know, right? He does look <laughs> like a wild Jake Gyllenhaal. He looks great, and I'm excited to see you know if they're going to push this whole madness angle. So it's going to mm-hmm. be fun to see. Uh, but again, no no gameplay or anything. But you know they don't really put out bad games. They put out decent games. So I'm excited right. to see how it works out. Star Wars Eclipse. So this is the game by Quantic Dream, which yeah. for those who don't know, they did Heavy Rain, Indigo Prophecy, Beyond Two Souls, Detroit Become Human. And so originally I was wondering, is this going to be a Star Wars game, but just story driven a la Heavy Rain, which right. is not terrible, but also not what I want. Mm-hmm. And it looks like there were leaks and coverage on this game as far back as September that completely went under my radar. From what Kotaku has reported, there is going to be definitely a story-focused game in the vein of their other titles, but also they're going to work in a lot of space combat and lightsaber battles. So there could be an action game with just a really thick story. Thick. And the last time... Then I can recall Quantic Dream doing an action game is a little known game called Omnicron with David Bowie. Mm-hmm. And it was a little bit buggy, but again, they've had a lot of practice since then. Maybe they could do an action game. I don't know, but it would mm. be outside of their recent wheelhouse. Yeah, that, that trailer was amazing, though. Even I mean, though it, it looks was great, CG, but like it... Quantic Dream games always graphically, you know, for their time, they always mm-hmm. look great. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm like cautiously optimistic about that one. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Final Fantasy VII Remake announced for PC. Ooh, ooh. Destiny 2, The Witch Queen. Looks great for yeah, Destiny fans. Destiny. And this next one's pretty big. This is probably my favorite of the show. Slitterhead. Slitterhead. Yeah, I, spider face. I, it still sounds... <laughs> <laughs> it still sounds bad to say. I feel like I'm saying some kind of slur. <laughs> Anyways, Slitterhead is very exciting because they immediately announced it's from the mind of Keichiro Toyama, mm-hmm. which is one of the main creative designers from original Team Silent. Like he did Silent Hill 1, 2, 3, and I think he worked on 4. Mm-hmm. But in particular, all the stuff that you really love about 1, 2, and 3, he had his hands all over it. Ooh. And they also announced that Akira Yamaoka, who did the music for those games, is doing the music for this game as well. Nice. Now, this game is not like a psychological horror title like Silent Hill. It's an action horror title. And that trailer was wild. Yeah, it was. Wow. Like, this woman's face just opened up into a lot of teeth, and then, like, all of a sudden her whole body, like, spidered out. Almost like that weird, crazy lady in um, The Evil Within. And, like, Mm -hmm. just came at this dude. I was like, no! (laughs) And then, like, people were using blood magic to make swords, and there was action. It was just ridiculous. And I want to play it. But he started a studio called Bokeh Game Studio, and there's a bunch of industry veterans in that studio with him. I'm going to call it right now. This game is going to be great. Yeah. Yeah, I think like, so. I think that the pedigree behind it, the talent, if anything, it's going to be interesting. Like, I don't think it's going to turn out to be like mm-hmm. a de- another Death Stranding. I think it's going to yeah. be something that people are actually going to enjoy. So. Yeah, I'm with the action horror. I'm not full-on horror fan. Yeah. Besides Dead Space, obviously. But. A lot of people really do find action horror to be a lot more approachable, and I totally get mm-hmm. that. Because there is some empowerment, so, you know. Right. 
Nightingale. That game looks kind of interesting. It's PC only. It's helmed by former Bioware vet Aaron Flynn, and it's a survival crafting game with first-person shooter elements. They are targeting Mm -hmm. a 2022 re-release. It really stood out to me just for the monster design, but I don't know if it's a game I'm going to get into because I'm not really into crafting or survival on PC. It's just not my bag. Isn't that like, wasn't it like a multiplayer game as well? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm getting tired of seeing. I'm tired of seeing these awesome looking like trailers for games and it's like multiplayer online multiplayer like right there is an it's one of the last games i'm going to mention there was a multiplayer game that was announced that i am legit excited to play mm-hmm. uh, but we'll get to that in a bit beat saber lady gaga <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need all to know. right <laughs> cuphead the Delicious Last Course. The Delicious Last Course. I can't tell if this is a sequel or a DLC add-on. I feel like it's DLC. Probably is. I mean, literally, The, the Delicious Last Course. It looks course. like a new character and new levels and new whatever, so good stuff. If you love yeah. Cuphead, you get more of it. Sonic Frontiers, we don't have a whole lot to go off of, but again, yeah. looks fun. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, while, while we're here, Sonic, that Sonic 2 trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, i've grown idris's voice has grown on me as knuckles it's good because i've watched the trailer many a times and knuckles just oh <laughs> yeah. why do you think i need your power bang, bang. <laughs> oh, bang. <laughs> you want to give me that rundown sonic <laughs> rundown i'll give it for you knuckles the rundown can you give me an example of uh rundown like what, what what's your oh you want me to, to do the rundown for you no 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 no, no. i got no, a rundown no, no. <laughs> i'll get that rundown to you. get that rundown to you uh right away <laughs> gotta, go right. <laughs> gotta go fast go fast with the rundown <laughs> Oh man, Sonic the Hedgehog. Is the is the uh Ugandan Knuckles is he gonna be in it? Do you Ugandan know their way? <laughs> Do you know their way? <laughs> He's gonna be I don't know. Oh man, but it looks fun. It looks a yeah. lot of fun. There were some cool references, tales with his airplane. Mm-hmm. So good stuff. Warhammer Space Marine 2, Focus Home Interactive game, looks pretty damn cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love that trailer actually. Maybe we'll see more on that. Dune Spice Wars. Spice Wars. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we got Spice Wars. It is a real-time strategy game. Basically Dune-themed civilization, I guess. Mm-hmm. Cool. I know nothing of Dune. so It's launching in 2022. If you love Civ, if you love Dune, you should be a happy camper right now. Ooh. We have Among Us VR. Not sure how that's going to work, but no, right. it's, it's, it's happening. Star Trek Resurgence. Star Trek. Star Trek. <laughs> that was, I think, a... That was a Telltale game as well. Telltale game as well. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. We had Rumbleverse. No one cares. Mm-hmm. Halo TV series. Halo TV series only on Paramount+. Plus. And no one will see it. No one will see it. <laughs> and then... Starring Evil David Chappelle. <laughs> so I, I made this joke when we were watching. It's got a... Evil David Chappelle. I always forget the actor's name, but he's always he's referred always to playing a in the black like community as Evil Dave Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> in which case now, some people will refer to him as regular Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember his name either, but he's like in everything. And he's always the antagonist or the person that drives the plot forward negatively. When he really shows up, it's like, I'll oh, get him out of here. Yeah. He's going to mess it up. He's like, we have a late addition to the heist. Right. My friend. No, <laughs> My get friend. him out of the room. Get him out. My friend. 
spooky. <laughs> Arc Raiders is the first game from the studio founded by Electronic Arts' former chief designer. It's coming out in 2022, and it is a free-to-play first-person sci-fi shooter in which players fight to repel a mechanized alien invasion. Think like Wild Wild West robots, like giant-ass spiders. Yeah, sweet. The vibe, the art style, the music, the graphics, it looked fucking gorgeous, and I just want to play it with all our gamer friends and have a really good time with it, and I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be like our next big thing that everybody mm-hmm. in, you know, in the group gets into. So you need to <laughs> update your subscription to play online so you can play with us. Okay. It's fun. It looks a lot of, looks like <laughs> a lot of fun. And just the mobility and like what you can do and the intensity of the battles. Uh, go back and watch the trailer again if you're not okay. excited about yeah, it. Yeah, because I don't I don't really remember what it looked like. Yeah, it really it it just every time I rewatch it, it keeps growing on me more and more. So I'm pretty excited about it. So yeah, that was the game awards. Yeah. All of with all that we talked about, there was still a lot more that they announced, but those are the things that were interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, there was I mean there were updates to existing things we knew about, like the sequel to Hellblade. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, which that trailer was wild. So, so yeah. there's probably trailer groupings out there for the game awards. If you didn't get a chance to catch it, so you can sit and watch, you know, what interests you. And hopefully what we've talked about already will get you to go out and seek a few of those out. Not a whole lot of representation from Nintendo no, this year just outside of Monster B-roll, Hunter. A bunch of B-roll reels. Yeah. And that was it. So, but, you know, whatever. All right. So we do have a listener question this week. Oh, yeah. There is a TikTok channel that I follow. And I think I'll put a link to it in the show notes so you guys can check it out. Seems like a really nice guy. He's constantly asking gamer related questions. And I really like this one that he asked. His name is Dustin. And he wanted to know from the people out there what two gaming franchises would you like to see come together to form their own game? Like, what kind of crossover would you like to see? Mine is just something that I've been wanting ever since one of these games came out Devil May Cry and Bayonetta. Hmm. In essence, it would be the same as either yeah, <laughs> Devil May Cry or Bayonetta. Much, would it, it wouldn't, but I'm more here for the interactions between Dante and Bayonetta. I want to see some flirting. You know, I want to see them yeah. trying to one up each other on the cool factor. Her doing her little sexual, <laughs> like sexual movies. He's like, oh yeah, <laughs> and just, super and, smoking style, right? <laughs> and then him like. <laughs> I don't know, deflecting a bunch of angel halos and doing like yeah. a bunch of crazy shit. Like, just sure. I don't know. I, w- I would just like to see that the cutscenes that would come from that would be fucking amazing. Yeah. Because you know how they do their cutscenes on both those games. It's just, oof. I would just love to see it. Just more, more of the same amazing things together. Cool. Cool. I think I've already talked about this on the show before. But I want it so bad, I will never pass up an opportunity to talk about it. I want a Final Fantasy Warriors game. Oh, yeah. I want, oh, Final, yes. Fa- I oh, want Final Fantasy Cross Muso, baby. Why, would that not, why is that not a thing? Yet? Why is it not a thing? There's a Dragon Crest Warriors game. There's a yeah. Persona Warriors game. I mean, yeah. in my mind, it's the big three. It's Final Fantasy, Persona, and Dragon Quest. Like, those Do you are the know how mammoth many... JRPGs. You know how long you can milk that series for? Dude, they have so much material, so many characters. So much materia. 
<laughs> nice. They have so much material and summons and lore and shared, you know, things across all. Like, it would blend so easily if they wanted to do, like, one of those world crossover events like they do with Dissidia. Yeah. In fact, I'm pretty sure Team Ninja or the developers that do Warriors games, I feel like they did Dissidia. Maybe Omega Force partly worked on that. I don't know, but I know mm. that they have assets existing already that they could use. It would be so easy for them to do one. Just yeah, do just it. just yeah, just seeing Cloud, Squall, Tetis. Final Fantasy does all that running. shit already. I mean, think about all the million mobile spinoffs and game spinoffs and you all could the legit shit that just done. do one Warriors game per <laughs> Final Fantasy game, and it would it and would have, have plenty of characters. To really fill it up. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> Dude. <clears throat> Oh my god! Just beating up enemies as Waka. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing blitz balls. As yeah, as man. <laughs> I got a Jamaican accent. I'm my brother, all right? <laughs> yeah, but uh... <laughs> oh man, good stuff. So that would be my hope for a franchise crossover. But uh, let us know, yeah, listeners out there, if you have just a banger of an idea for two franchises that can combine to make an even greater game. What would that look like? What would that be? Let us know. We'll be happy to discuss your answers on the next episode. All right. It's like we're uh, we're getting in there as far as the length of the episode, but let me ask you this week. What you feeling? I am feeling an old show by the name of The Parenthood. It is a show starring Robert Townsend. It's one of the many black-centric sitcoms, sitcoms that came out back in yeah. the day. And I had actually I'd never heard of it or seen it before a couple weeks ago hmm. and vicky was like oh my god this show it's on hbo max she's like oh my god i used to watch this show all the time i love this show blah, blah, blah. and i was like okay robert townsend i love robert townsend just for meteor man meteor man yeah. just for meteor man <laughs> so i was like okay let me give this give this a shot and it actually holds up their jokes are still funny hmm. uh the only thing that i kind of irked my nerves was when i realized that the parenthood was separate hood and parent was separate uh. so and they're a well-off family. So it's they like, just named it that like the Cosby Show. Yeah, yeah. That that just kind of rubbed That's me gross. the wrong way. It was, but I was like, uh, maybe they wanted to make the show. You know, obviously yeah. Robert Townsend agreed to it. I I don't know. I don't know how that worked. Gotta get that white man's uh, money somehow, right? <laughs> the parent. Oh, you know what? I believe there was a Parenthood series before, mm. or something like that. So maybe they had to do that to differentiate. Well, let me. No, no. no. It didn't have to be the parent quote hood. No, it didn't. Okay, but. Either way, the show is funny. The show is hilarious. Uh, the youngest kid on there, uh, every time he comes on, he's like, he's so cute. He's <laughs> like missing like four of his front top teeth. Okay. And he's just uh, he's a little chunky kid. And he's so he is he's really like, where are we about to eat at? Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> where are we about to eat at? <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's 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 a really good show. And I'm like six episodes in and I'm going to keep watching it. So the parenthood is what I'm feeling. Mike, what are you feeling this week? I'm feeling a video that came out by one of the YouTubers I've already recommended, FD Signifier. He came out with a video called Break Bread. And it contained a... I've seen somebody else, and I can't remember exactly who did it, but somebody had recently broken down like the history of YouTube and the flow of like major content. But his breakdown in history of YouTube was fantastic. He started with like, you know, the family videos and the cat videos to what he calls the Auggies, 
angry white mm. guys yelling. <laughs> so yelling about video games or nostalgia critic, that type of thing. Yeah. And then how that morphed into like the atheist tube. So a lot of them yelling about religion mm. and then how that kind of ugly morphed into anti SJW content and how they all went after Anita Sarkeesian. And then it became like this right wing tube that people were being funneled to because outrage gets clicks and engagement and YouTube was shifting to engagement and then how led to the culmination of like Trump being elected president. And we got past that. And now we have bread tube or leftist YouTube, but how it's kind of white bread tube because everybody's white. <laughs> yeah. And it's true. Like most of the leftists that I'm subscribed to on YouTube up to just recently, other than like FD and maybe a few others like uh, T1J, they were all white. And he talked about the algorithm and how it filters people and like how black people get filtered, you know, to make up tutorials in the manosphere mm -hmm. and how they don't really have a space for them on the, on the leftist side and how leftist tube is more about like intellectual discourse and research and like why the black community can't be a part of this because there are clearly mm -hmm. talented people that do that work. It was fascinating to see it broken down. I actually discovered a couple of new channels that I really like. I mean, I'm a big fan of Lindsay Ellis, and he had mentioned this channel. Uh, her name is Yara Zaid, and mm. she's just like Lindsay, but not near as popular. And again, it just comes down to them trying to like, they don't, the algorithm doesn't specifically target race, but through all of the data they collect, it's almost like they extrapolate and then filter accordingly. Right. Mm-hmm. On this show, we're supporting everybody black. And I feel like if you lean left like we do and you feel like that that type of content, if you look at politics or if you look at just theory or just, you know, breakdowns, like if it all is skewing a certain way, this is a way to kind of fight back against the algorithm. So check him out. But in the show notes, I'm going to put down a list of leftist black creators on YouTube that I think you should check out and that he's recommended to me that I think are fantastic. And I hope that you'll check them out and subscribe to them if you're so inclined. So that is what I'm feeling Sweet. this week. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's a show. Yeah. Oh my God. Boy. It's a big boy. Next week, I do want to kind of tease what we're doing next week. I don't like to call audibles on guests, but we will potentially get somebody who's associated with Fallout next week. Okay. So okay. if you're down, I would like to try to play some Fallout this week just to kind of refresh. Have you beaten any of the Fallout games? I have never beaten a Fallout game. Okay. All I've right. played three of them. Okay. I've beaten Fallout 3 and Fallout 4. Okay. So let's talk offline about like well, how we want to tackle that. Not that, you know, we don't know enough to talk about Fallout, but I thought it'd be kind of cool to, to freshen up this week. So look forward to that. I think it's going to be pretty interesting. The guest that we have is pretty cool. And uh, we're going to take a quick break uh, for a word from our sponsor. I'll be right back. Let you know where you can find us throughout the week. Don't go nowhere. And we're back. Okay. Let's close it out. Let's bring it on home. Derek, it's the holiday season. People I heard thinking about gift ideas for their gamer friends, the friends who like goodies, also the friends who like more. Mm. Where can they get all these things? They can ho, ho, ho on. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> 
They can check out my eBay store at ebay.com slash str slash gamergoodies and more. Got a ton of awesome video games on there. Just message me. Let me know what you're into. And we'll see if we got it for you. You can hit me up on Instagram at gamergoodiesmore and on Twitter at goodies underscore more. Excellent. And don't forget, we upload new episodes to our hub at anchor.fm slash player2 is under the pod every single Sunday. But our podcast is also available on other platforms, including Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. And you can find us on a myriad of social medias. I'm talking TikTok.com slash at Player2 is under the pod. Facebook.com slash Player2 is under the pod. YouTube. Player two has entered the podcast. They just released uh, YouTube shorts and I've been moving our TikTok content over to YouTube shorts. Oh shit. And it's been doing all right. So all right. <laughs> it's been nice. We got a few extra subs out of it. We don't have a huge presence on YouTube. Most of us listen on more convenient podcast platforms, but for those who do, we're adding more content on there for you. If you would like to support us, feel free to check us out on those platforms, subscribe, follow, comment, like rate, whatever you do, it helps us out. If you really want to help us out, patreon.com slash player two is under the pod. We do provide extra goodies and gifts for those who decide to support us on that platform. You can also contact us directly through those social media platforms or by emailing us at mcpaperstacks at gmail.com. Reach out if you have listener questions, guest suggestions, feedback, etc. We would love to hear from you. Uh, you can follow me personally on Twitter. I'm at Mike Peterson AL. I have a Twitch. I've really let the ball drop on it. I'm trying to figure out how I kind of want to get back into it. If you have ideas, let me know. Otherwise, some highlights, some older stuff, it can all be found over at twitch.tv slash mcpaperstacks. And then a full archive of all my streams can be found on YouTube at mcpaperstacksplays. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. And what a show it was. What a show it was. Thank you for coming out to listen to us this week. We appreciate you. We love you. And we will see you next week. Take care. Peace.